real quick, before we get started, we have a Patreon now. And if you'd like to support us, sign up over at patreon.com slash talking sons. Yeah, get it. This is, we don't need to do this. Welcome to Talking Sons, the oiliest podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons, episode 23, Hoax, by Taylor Swift. Get it? Huh? Huh? Theme music goes here. But dang, dang, but dang. Hi, my name is Jamie, and my dad fact is inspired by Freddie's recent mention of yet another instance of hot sauce dad. So, oh. yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't want to declare that you I'm the hot to... sauce dad. Yeah, I, I, you I'm declared just it on like, literally episode yeah, one of that the was podcast. episode one of this podcast. We're trying to retcon episode one. Slowly, oh, right. Sure. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> episode what? So, huh? My, <laughs> my dad fact is that even though I have way too many hot sauces and some that go up really, really hot, my all-time favorite hot sauce is uh, Crystal Louisiana hot sauce. Crystal is the best. It is. And they didn't sell it in Colorado. So whenever right. my wife like flew east of the Mississippi for some reason, uh, she'd always have to come back with a bottle or two. Sponsor us. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, that'll go well. Yeah. It is the best hot sauce, though. Hi, my name is Kelly, and my dad fact is um, I have been spending the past month of quarantine rewatching the show The Nanny from 1992, which is older than Nikki. And um, it's just brought me a lot of joy. And, you know, in these in these troubling times where I have to have a fake tooth in my face, uh, I, I watch Fran Drescher. You know, some people cope. 1992 is 28 years ago. I know. <laughs> sure is. Sure is older than me. It's also older than me. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. Fucking loop him into this, but no. <laughs> I don't remember how old Luke is. All I know is that Jamie is a normal person and then everyone else is a baby. <laughs> That's very bold of you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, really. I know. That was really incorrect of me. All right. Hi, I'm Nikki, and I'm a hint of a hint of lime. And my dad fact <laughs> for this week is what? that uh, my grandma called me randomly out of the blue to ask me a question about squirrels. Uh. Um, she wanted to. She hasn't seen squirrels lately, and I guess she thought to call me in order to tell her that squirrels don't like the heat. Nikki, Nikki, where are the squirrels? Where'd they go? You interacted with the chipmunk on this very podcast? That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, I'm Luke. Yeah, my dad fact for this week is the, well, the college kids have been back in my town for like two weeks at this point, which I hate because they're here and they're loud and they're loud. Um... The one consolation prize for that is the guy that lives above me, whoever it is, occasionally plays on his saxophone, and he's pretty good. So that, that's the only good thing right now about the college kids being back. Some good sax. I'm going to call him Harry. Your upstairs neighbor <laughs> is now Harry. He's got a Harry sax. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, guys. Hell yeah. This is the top tier comedy that people listen to our podcast for. Uh-huh. Yeah. We all just finished listening to episode 41, Oaklore, 
Did we? Uh, I don't know, a while ago. But super original name. I, I wonder if we'd ever heard yep. that before. Mm. Good job, guys. Yep. In this episode, the dads fought crabs. I guess that's where you're going with, <laughs> yep, with, yep. with the intro. Oh, Jamie. Fine. In this episode, the dads dove deeper into the dungeon and also formed a plan. I'm so proud of them. So and proud fall, of And fall crabs. And they did fight a crab. Is this the first time in Dean Daddy's history that they actually like, well, okay, I say they, but it's only, only Freddy that was planning a thing. It was like genuinely planning something. No, they planned out the Battle Axe of Hatred. Battle of the Bands, mm. and then like completely borked it up. Fucked those plans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I fondly mention Wii Music Glenn on here. I believe where Glenn's just not paying attention 98% of the time and this the Wii music is constantly playing in his head. But <laughs> I do think simultaneously with the Wii music, he it, it's also like the Ocean's Eleven heist music. Yeah, it's Mission Impossible in there. Where he's just constantly trying to figure out the a course of action that is stupid, but <laughs> We'll get them Whoa. out of there. So this is finally co- that coming to fruition, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Although maybe Freddy is one of those people who like needs weed to be functional or not Freddy Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Same person. Yeah. Freddy uh, vapes. I actually don't know if Freddy vapes. That's not true. I know he gets high sometimes. I do not know yeah. if he vapes. Freddy, please, God, please confirm if you vape. Freddy, I, I, please I, confirm which one. He's probably vape? a vape god. I, I, I love it honest. how when fans talk about the, the, the podcast, they're always like, Daryl did this and Henry did this. And Ron was like, what? And Freddy was <laughs> there. <laughs> It's because think. the line between Glenn and Freddy is so non-existent. As far as we can tell. It's not even a line. They're just like, they're just one guy and it's Freddy. <laughs> as far as we can tell. I mean, we joke about them slowly phasing Glenn out of the podcast. But if you listen to their other podcast, Story Break, Freddy is just as vocal on that podcast as he is this podcast. So he's always just there. Mm-hmm. He exists. He coughs he- occasionally. That's about it. He's around. Man, yeah. that new story break though. I don't. We're know not talking about like... the new story break on this podcast. Uh, if you oh. want, you can go make a story break fan cast, and I'll I be on it. That. Obviously, That's work. <laughs> Patreon bonus episode. Jamie does this shit. <laughs> it's all ag nitty. Patreon bonus episode. All ag nitty. Patreon bonus episode. I'm For just our saying it. Twelve patreons. I said it. Who are also all twelve of our listeners. Yeah, it's so it's exclusive. So exclusive. So it's exclusive. <laughs> Highly uh, exclusive. We have to put something on there so people are enticed <laughs> to donate. That's not the right word. We're Become a real cool club us. that people want to be a part of if we have something to offer them. Exactly. So Lark and Sparrow dove into the uh, into the dungeon and uh, didn't age a bit. So yep. I guess they're that's fucking wild. They fucking yeah. Batista bombed that shit and nothing happened. It's what they deserve. Um. You didn't read my note about it being a timey-wimey dungeon, and, like, that's my one contributing line from, like, 10 years of Doctor Who watching, so (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey dungeon. Yes, thank you. This is very cool. Fun fact about me, I did exist on Tumblr for a very long time, and I never watched- How unfortunate. Supernatural or Doctor Who, I did dabble in Sherlock, but I did pretend to watch them and just reblog things about them. So I do know <laughs> things about these things. I just never actually sat down and watched them. Wow. 
Um, so yeah, Lark and Sparrow can uh, jump in there, and they're immortal, and they're gods, and whatever. We did know that. Do we Something. theorize on this podcast? No, we generally I don't. don't. I, don't I know I say I don't theorize, but I don't remember yeah, if we like do that. If yeah. that's like a thing no. we do. We can't. We I can't mean, we used to have a really. corner for it with yeah. conspiracies nah, and whatnot. That's not I really that. Had that. I don't know. I don't think we. I don't think we need to. I mean, yeah. No. Look, it'll get explained at some point. I, yeah, I think gonna... it's obvious that the aliens built the pyramids, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're mad because they already destroyed one of them. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so... So, yeah. They, yeah, they, no, we don't yeah. need to say anything more about this. Yeah. Lark and Sparrow are aliens. Done. Yeah. And, so, uh, Daryl well, I mean, yeah, li- no, li- hold on, hold on. <laughs> Literally, Lark and Sparrow are aliens. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's just not a joke you've said. That's literally true. They're half alien. That is accurate. So they are extra planar beings. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So that might mean something. Wouldn't it be quarter? No, they're half. No, because Henry's. Because Hildy would be Henry's mom. So he would be half alien. And then do we no. know that? Well, let's not bring Amod into this, okay? <laughs> we can't bring Amod into this. It's not like we did an episode entirely on Amod or anything. Come on. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Look, if the dads aren't going to bring anything involving Amod in any way into their podcast, then we shouldn't either. Right. Yeah. Here's so the, here is Kelly. Here's Kelly's <laughs> thing. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. I mean, Hildy was a first generation immigrant to the fantasy world. Faerun. Faerun. Yes, her son was a natural born Faerunian. Faramar, and then Henry was a second generation Faramarian, <laughs> and he then moved to the regular plane mm-hmm. uh, and is an immigrant. So his children are, in fact, half Faramarian already. Yes. Extra planar beings. Mic drop. The last great Faerunian dynasty. And that's God a Taylor Swift it. joke for everyone out there. That wow. Be so <laughs> yes. Very good. You wanted it to be the episode title. And I you really were just did. I was really pushing time. for it. I was really pushing for it. But now that it's in the podcast, that makes me happier. It's better that way. Also, when testing out to see if Larkin Sparrow should have died, Daryl does stick his pinky in there and it does fall off fucking well no it doesn't fall off it just gets old yeah it does not necessarily mean it turns to dust like anthony so kindly reminded us and then he pulls it off but he rolled an eight i, I just wish that it would have like grew a beard yeah or just the nail yeah. would get really long i enjoyed that he lost a bit due to being dumb yeah because that was dumb daryl's really gone through a lot of hand related trauma in this yeah he has. Yes, he, has. You're right. <laughs> he will just stick his hand in anything won't he yeah i mean oh. he'll try anything once uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask carol about it or three times three times maybe. yeah well i mean carol probably stuck her hand in him so ah! yeah. <laughs> i also i also think that anthony was feeling specifically vengeful against Matt this episode. Right. So Matt did have to fight Anthony on keeping his entire hand on an eight. Because I think the hand would, the whole hand going in would probably be a nat one. I do agree with Matt. Yeah. There. And I mean, it was a, it was like, a, it was actually a pretty logical argument, honestly. Like, yeah, it, it was, oh, I'm shocked. I'm going to shove my entire hand into this thing that is slowly eating away at my one pinky. Yes, that is a thing people do. Yeah, people dunk their hand more into boiling water before they put out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I felt that the stove was hot, so I put my finger on it, and oh no, it's hot. I should put my entire hand on the stovetop. Love this. It's been a while since we got his ass. This feels good. <laughs> we love getting asses. This feels good. Oh, got your stepdad's oh, ass. Ugh, feels bad. Feels really bad. <laughs> so, Ron, how about Ron, huh? What a wacky guy, that Ron. What a good boy, that Ron. Oh, the, the dog, the dog, the dog Ron. Sparky, very good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. We do got a, a almost a reverse homunculus situation going on where mm-hmm. um, quote unquote Ron is up and moving and trying to get smooches. His and, uh, weird upper lip is the only thing that's moving, really. Yes. So ba 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 ba. It's Mr. Mustache. Whoa! I, I like it how there's still people arguing. Like, huh? Could it be anything besides the mustache? Yeah. No, bud. Yeah. Sorry. So, sorry yeah, to sad. dunk on you this hard on our podcast, but yeah. It's, it's the mustache. Yeah, no, it's it super is. the mustache, bud. I got an email. Um, I also uh, am uh, Scam's death uh, number one biggest fan, apparently, because I think every few months I just chime in somewhere on a public forum and go, Scam's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just everyone needs a mm-hmm. good reminder sometimes. Scam's dead. I know that the mustache, I know that the mustache came off of Scam's face. But it feels like it's been set up to be its whole other entity, like a, a fun scam friend. Like, scam can yes. have friends. Yeah. Like, son of scam. <laughs> I don't know if it's... Oh, like, are you talking... Are you making a The Mask reference? <laughs> uh, son of The Mask, thank you very much. Yeah. Ew. I know, but the franchise. Oh, I actually wasn't making reference. Like, I like my theory is, you know how, like, the facehugger in Aliens is, like, the same species as, like, the big scary ones, but... Xenomorphs. Yeah, the xenomorphs. Yeah. And they just kind of like alternate where the facehugger implants and then the cycle just kind of keeps on continuing. And it's like, well, I'm sure that the big scam likely probably butted off or something. The little mustache and the little mustache is going to somehow implant a scam or burst forth with a scam or something or grow into a scam. He's obviously. Well, maybe if, if that if that is true, he's not doing a very good job because his only demands were, come on, kiss me a little bit and be nicer to Ron. I believe. I, I mean, so. if you were to, to be fair, though, if the mustache is sentient, would you really want to be attached to Ron for however long it takes you to grow up? That is fair. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, I mean, Ron's not necessarily the worst person to be attached to. No, it's Henry by far. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just tired of having to give free advice. Yeah. I think, I think that's oh. Mr. Mustache's motivation. Oh, God, Perhaps. that's that's a horror show. Thinking about, like, Henry using the mustache as a soup strainer. Oh. <laughs> Everything about Henry's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Um, I love him. It hurt to say. Unfortunately. I love Henry. Oh. <laughs> Crunchy peanut butter man. You convinced everybody. Crunchy, munchy, Birkenstock, rockin'. Granola munchin. Rollin' munchin. Guy who gets paid. Ass munchin. Crunchy who, munchy. <laughs> by the way, almost got grabs this episode. He yeah, fought yeah, a crab. There we go. Oh, we walked right into the transition. Yeah, he almost got crabs. Say more. He did. <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. more, Jamie. Say so, more about yeah. that, You're Jamie. bringing this up. Yeah, so he pretty much, I guess, they took so much time that a crab popped out of the wandering monster table and popped up from a... What is it? Look at my keyboard here. A large scale yeah, uh, keyboard. typewriter slash keyboard board. Key- so it would have been like board. the N or the M key or something. And they're like, it would have been great if it was under the C. And Anthony was like, yeah, yeah. it's like a keyboard, mm. but reverse now. And yeah. then which makes everything's much harder. <laughs> yeah. And then they reverse or they fought this crab 
for approximately three eternities because I don't know they yes yeah he could they could only do one d six of damage and the crab mm-hmm. got some good hits in Henry took a big hit he got yeah he took one he's whole at half damage health. was half his health yeah. yeah he's at half health um mm-hmm. and then bum 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 my two beautiful boys come in and hit the crab for I think four HP and then scare him into running away which was so beautiful what a beautiful moment I love the twins so much yeah and then and then Henry f- cursed Henry said the fuck word. Thank God. He did. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Will tried really hard not to land on fuck, but he still did. He did it anyway. <laughs> he nailed it. He nailed that fucker good. Wow. Screaming into my swear jar. It, it's like that meme where it's like PG-13 films can only drop one instance of fuck. Where would it go? And it's like right there. There. Yeah. But right, also, but also right like the th- they haven't done that because Henry episode one was like, listen up, you big alpha jock piece of shit bozo. We're trying to save our fucking kids, so step the fuck up. I don't know what the rest of that speech is. I just remember the piece of shit bozo part. Yeah. <laughs> um. So failed that one, but um, he's on a good streak. He might he might be on a pretty good streak of not saying fuck. Yeah, he nah. was doing okay up until last episode. Yeah, pretty sure. Go scream into your swear jar, Will. I don't know, Will. Do you have a swear jar? I feel like that might be too full at this point. I highly doubt that he's a swear jar. I'm going to send them an in-character swear jar. Cherish, do you have a swear jar? Cherish, I'm going to send you a Henry Oak swear jar. We're going to send you a fucking medal. No, she's she's, she's an enabler. She's an enabler. We can't, but we love you, Cherish. Will's wife, Cherish, do you know? We cherish her. <laughs> she's definitely never heard that one before. Never. Nope. Not in a million years. After Henry got his crab <laughs> problem sorted out. I would out. just love to talk about how much we like Cherish some more, <laughs> if I'm being that's honest. That's a fact. I really would. Um, we're just like all women. <laughs> let's, let's just launch into a five minute segment that's going to get dropped from the episode. I know. I just don't want the other like spouses to feel left out. Ash, you're great. Lauren, you're great. Um, all, all six of Beth's roommates are oh, great. No, one just moved out. Uh, I know. It's very sad. Rest in... What an absolute bastard. One, uh, rest in peace. <laughs> the only one's name I know is Trevor. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look. There's a Chad, though. There's a Chad as well. Joe. Joe. Nah, fuck Joe. Uh, goodbye, Joe, from Neighbor's House. <laughs> we miss you. Bye, buddy. <laughs> we we always loved you, and we knew your name. and All the time. You're For great. sure. So yeah, all the spouses and Joe. <laughs> Shout out to my man Joe. Um, we met a vampire who I really liked. I th- top ten NPCs for sure. <laughs> top ten like one episode NPCs. The problematic vampire. Problematic pussy vampire. Yes. Did the problematic vampire have a name or just a name I tag? Tell you. I don't remember. Yeah. Hey Google. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, please don't answer me. Please don't answer me. <laughs> okay he was my favorite still no lesbians might i just add uh we did get the mm. goblins names which i immediately don't remember uh, i think one of them was greg um, they can still be lesbians they can still be lesbians i did say it in the live episode reaction you get that you're a patreon be a patron <laughs> i don't know why i'm pimping them they have so many fucking patrons don't become pay, come become our patron and not theirs yeah i mean we them. don't do live listens but we could oh, we could no good god <laughs> yeah no i would hate that i would hate that um that'd be awful <laughs> wow can't Listen imagine with how the terrible sons. that would be have them be dumb as shit yeah i immediately also forgot what we were talking about no lesbians still no lesbians 
vampire. Problematic vampire. You, what, something that you were going to say in the chat about Greg could be a lesbian? Greg could be a lesbian. We don't know. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. They could just like walk out of the dungeon hand in hand and be like, we're wives. And also, uh, yeah, the chief or yeah. captain or boss or whatever um, has two hands, too. So they can all just be lesbians together. Uh, form a fair. powerful polycule. Um, Very powerful lesbian polycule. You know, the feminine energy is just going to go straight through the roof. And Yeah, and I can finally die happy, I think, is the thing. I'm going to die miserable at this rate. I already knew I was dying miserable. I think Anthony just wants you to die. <laughs> um, another thing I was going to say about Problematic Vampire is that you could really tell that the, well, do something about it, pussy, came like straight from the heart, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like really just a guttural there reaction. There was no thought put no thought whatsoever. No thought. Yeah, Anthony's like the d textbook definition of no thoughts, brain empty, or head empty, <laughs> excuse me. Which I think we can just, if we just keep pushing the DePizzatonios, we can really... We can get in there. Nudge them in there, you know? Maybe the There's a lot of space up here's there. Here's how the Tonios can still win. Yes, absolutely. The ending cliffhanger was, of course, Sea Oak punches out Henry because nope. Barry Oak is a dick. Try what? again. Sykes, Sykes out Henry? That's he he, he farts on him. He farts on him? I thought he gave him a nut tap. But Wait, I thought, that just... I thought Horsey Oak was a woman. Horsey Oak was a woman in the dungeon. That's the homunculus, but... Horsey Oak was the bully. We don't know who they are. Okay, yeah. so yeah, let's just stick with they. Yeah. So Horsey Oak psychs out Henry. I thought they gave him a, a nut tap, but I could be just, you know, no, extrapolating. Did, they did fart, though. Yeah. Oh, That's they, they did. did fart. Okay. <laughs> uh, and they did it because Barry Oak sent out a casting call for all of the shitty people in Oakvale, and Horsey was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> Dress up as this fool's grandma. Yeah, <laughs> got him. <laughs> yeah, because I, I felt like he was building up towards like a Hildy reveal, and then, yeah. nope. Right. Fart. Gotcha, um, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be like one of the most conceited things I've ever said, <laughs> so bear with me for a second. Um, I am not not convinced that Horsey Oak is just Anthony's Nikki impression. I'm not not convinced that. <laughs> oh, that's such a good You are point. so so according to Anthony, you are the definition of spunky, right? I no, think that sounds fake. See, well, that's the what Horsey Oak was. Yeah, but I think I think the definition of spunky was Horsey dressed as Hildy because mm -hmm. Hildy's definitely the definition of spunky. That's why I was like, oh, it's going Hildy. Um, but yeah. I, look, I don't want it to be true. I just I in my gut reaction to hearing. Just kind of everything about uh, horse, horse re-oak. Um, uh, horsey. Horsey oak. But isn't re-oak of the oak, so they're all re-oaks, technically? I'm trying to make... But horsey was from outside the compound. So yeah, the like the suburbs. Oh, okay. So she's, just, so she's just a... They're just a different oak family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love that. Okay. They're the suburban middle class oaks. <laughs> <laughs> they like to fucking juke their relatives. <laughs> just hearing it, I had the gut reaction of like, oh god, oh no, oh fuck. Um, not because of like Hildy or whatever, who gives a shit, um, for personal and selfish needs. So whatever you do, dear listeners, don't tweet Anthony and Nikki to get this confirmed. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, just don't. He's just gonna, like, drop in one of the various chat rooms and the fucking Discord, either a cryptic yes or a cryptic no in the next, like, week and a half. And that is it. The most... I just thought I just thought of the scariest scenario possible is that if he doesn't here we go is if he doesn't confirm it 
And then in the next episode, he describes what horsey oak looks like. And he just (laughs) verbatim describes me. And then I have to go bury myself in a deep well. (laughs) She's got a big old blonde streak in her hair, is wearing a shirt with all of the sleeves cut off. She's four foot two. (laughs) She's wearing the lesbian bandeau bra. Or seven foot three or whatever the fuck you were saying. Two, canonically. Yeah, okay. canonically. Yeah. So one Con- or the other. Oh, that's genuinely Gosh. scary. <laughs> that's an incredible idea, and I'm very It's a really good idea. It. And if he still does listen to this podcast, I am afraid I did just give it to him for free. Although I did say <laughs> when he was on our podcast that Nikki is free and available to use as a shitty woman. So yeah, you know, if true. that's the way he makes me eat those words, like I think I still stay winning. Like I already got hot gun summer on, baby. You can't defeat me. That's true. Yeah. Oh, anyway, man. horsey, horsey's there. Fuck. Yeah. You don't horsey. have to eat those words. And now a word from our sponsor. Speaking of eating. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of eating. Bonjour. Je suis French fried the pizza tonio of entreprise the pizza tonio. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm still fried the pizza tonio, formally and hopefully futurely of the pizza tonio business. But I made my name into a pun. You see, while I was wandering in the woods, I discovered the idea to cook potatoes in oil. And the people in the woods who were cooking the potatoes called it French fries with an IES because I know this is an audio advertisement, so you can't see how it's spelled. And my name is Fry with a Y, and when the universe hands you a homonym like that, you just have to make a business out of it. At first, I was a little skeptical of such good fortune, and maybe I should have considered the fact that this is a recipe I'm following that I discovered while wandering in the woods, destitute, a bit dehydrated, and really not looking so good overall. But that's how things go when you have to sell your wienercot back to the wienercot seller at way below market value because he knows you're desperate. But you know what? I really need to get back to my wife, Cindy the Pizza Tonio, and my child, Bobby the Pizza Tonio, back in Neverwinter, and I can't do that empty-headed or handed, and like my dad always said, an idea for a business might as well be money already made, as long as you're at the Pizza Tonio. You know what? I should probably check up on him sometime soon, make sure he can still afford his medications. Anyway, you gotta try these french fries I'm making if you see me selling them. I know you've all tried a potato before, but oh boy, are they something special when you make them like these people in the woods were making them. They are somehow both crunchy and soft, absolutely delicious with just a bit of salt or covered in sauce. Plus, when you make them, they're very fun to watch cook. Lots of bubbling and hissing and popping. But don't worry, it's all perfectly safe, probably. I haven't really tried making them myself, but it can't be that hot or dangerous if these people in the woods were making them. Now, you might be thinking, Fry, you've sold me on these french fries. Where might you be so I could purchase them for myself and my family to enjoy? And to that I say, well, I haven't set up shop yet because I'm not back in Neverwinter yet. But believe you me, when I get back, I'm setting up a store for these french fries first thing. Perhaps even before I see my wife and child, Cindy the Pizzatonio and Bobby the Pizzatonio, that's how much I'd like to get down to the business of selling these french fries. So stop on by once I find a place. I'll be in Neverwinter somewhere, hopefully near the pyramid, so I can see my wife, Cindy the Pizza Tonio, and my son, Bobby the Pizza Tonio, regularly. I really think French fries, French fries is going to be the business that puts me back on my feet and maybe prove my worth to Cindy and fix my marriage? I sure hope so. So come on over and try some French fries. So why did you guys call What did I tell you I wanted to talk about again? Vampires? Vampire vampires. All oh, right. Bring up your vampire notes. Yeah. <laughs> Problematic. Like, just like get a giant stack of papers and just slap it down on the table as hard as I you have can. notes. <laughs> I do have. Uh, I have one notebook. <laughs> 
It's the same notebook I've had since college, and uh, two pages away, there's several notes about biblical prophecy and the apocalypse. You guys want to know about that? Let me know. We're living Close in enough. the end times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, Greek and Roman coins. That's where oh, I learned cool, the term cool. electrum. Yeah. Anyway, I got a D in that class, but I pulled it up from a D minus, <laughs> so it's a win. Solid. Yeah. Uh, vampires, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Heard you got some vampire shit. Well, the thing with the vampires in OD and D is generally when you get a monster stat block, they aren't stat blocks like we know them today because that would be easy. Shock. Yeah. So <laughs> to know like the difficulty level or so of a monster, you have to check in the third book. And then to know where that monster would show up, you'd have to check that in the second book. Oh my God. And then to know what treasure that monster would have you check that in the first book <laughs> okay so <laughs> okay are you is this you assigning us reading or what I, yes um fuck <laughs> hold on let me go get out my manuals well in the second book which is where they actually keep the descriptions of the monsters which is very nice except for the sea monsters those are in the third book for some reason because i only keep those with the nautical campaign stuff which i didn't think was going to come up but then anthony pulled out a giant crab from the third book for some reason which is really (laughs) confusing to me but these vampires uh the vampires actually have one of the longer quote-unquote stat blocks most of them get like a sentence or two and no it's just like a short description of what the monster does it doesn't have like how hard they hit or what their ac is or anything like that that's all up in this table with just like name number type it's again a very strange system but uh, the vampires actually have an entire paragraph to describe what they're about good for them yeah, they are the most difficult monster, or in the same class of the most difficult monsters. It's like dragons, hydras with like 12 heads, because you can have a hydra with five heads and a hydra with 12 heads, and they're two completely different monsters, but they're not. They just have more heads. Yeah, does does one turn into the other if you do some fancy division? No, uh, next question. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. Don't think about it too hard. Gary is a smart man. <laughs> what? Just let that, just let that oh, hang. Gerald. Gerald Gygax. Yes. Ernst is favorite son. Ernst. (laughs) Ernst. Ernst. That's my Ernst impression, apparently. (laughs) It turns into dog. (sighs) So, hey, vampires. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus Uh, I'm I'm trying, I'm debating about whether or not I just want to read you. Is there no, like, fun, like, roll a D100 and see what type of vampire you are thing? Um... No, unfortunately not. There is a role to see how many bats the vampires can command by calling them. (laughs) They can command from 10 to 100 rats or bats or three to 18 wolves. Perfect for Ron. (laughs) Or three what? Excuse me? Three to 18 wolves. Three to 18? (laughs) 30 to 50 feral hogs. Man, that would have been so funny last summer. Hey, hey. No, it was funny still. I'm okay, good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah. So, but so if you going spend, back. Sorry, if you spend one to two minutes in your backyard with this vampire, 30 to 50 feral hogs, and it's your moral decision whether or not you can shoot them or not. Yes, Agnity? Yes, play with me. And Kelly? 100% written down in this book. Wooden bullets Uh in an AK-47. Okay, so yeah. 
I, I I've pulled up I've pulled up the monster chart. And apparently you can generate your monsters because it's like level beneath the surface. And then based on that, you roll a D8 or a D10 or a D12 to pick your monster. Uh, For the random monster encounters, yes. Uh, For like you just building your dungeon, you pretty much come up with it what like what you want when you're making it. Which is why Anthony had a vampire on the second floor of his dungeon, because generally you could only get a six level monster, which is what a vampire is, along with dragons and whatnot. It would only be on the third floor um, and higher. And to get one generated randomly, you'd have to roll a six and then you'd have to roll another six to get a six level monster. And then on that six level table, you'd have to roll again. Uh, I think it's a D12. Okay, I'm, I'm going to roll to see how many feral hogs I'd have. Hold on. <laughs> 13 <laughs> feral wolves? No, 33. I would have 33 feral hogs. Um, I could do wolves too. Let me go. So minimum three, max 18. Let's just see. I would have 12 wolves if I was a Ooh. vampire. So you get between Edward 10 Cullen. and 100 rats or bats. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. 10, 10 and 100? Okay, 21, which isn't ideal, but I want to flip a... I'm going to flip a coin. I don't actually own a coin, so I'm just going to roll one to two and see if it's rats or bats. (sighs) It is bats. It's see, but twenty-one bats is pretty. That's a good swarm. Isn't that that band? (laughs) Yeah, that's a band. Uh, I believe that's pilots, but sure. Yeah, twenty-one bats. Bats are just rat pilots. Bats are just mammalian pilots. There you go. Exactly. What what? kind of bats is it little tiny bats or are we talking like we're talking bats? big honking fox sky bats. puppers yeah fruit bat never mm-hmm. say puppers in my presence ever again puppers or doggos or doggos or bamboozlin or toe beans Ew. doggo please well you got I'm you're the adult. one with all the wolves doggo you know it was adorable with a toe bean <laughs> <laughs> Feel physical pain. Yeah, I want to. I want to murder some. Fucking calm things. down, millennials. Go complain about how you miss Vine some more. I miss the nanny. I'm gonna go watch it. All right, oh, hey, bye, Rose Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> so vampires. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that they can have between ten and hundred rats or bats, or from three to eighteen wolves, they can also polymorph themselves into either a huge bat or into a gaseous form at will. <laughs> Which oh, I thought you- ghastly the Pokemon. I Wait, thought you said what? gaseous, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, that's like what a, it is, that a gaseous large, form. No, yeah. yeah. Just a large bleeding wound. <laughs> that, that's that's why they can't have garlic. It makes them gassy. Ooh. Yeah. What a weird vampire lore. I don't know what where that's like vampire joke. lord. Like I mean, they also have like the classic if they're exposed to direct rays of sunlight or immersed in running water or impaled through the heart with a wooden stake if they're killed. Those are the only ways you can actually kill them. Otherwise, um, they can only be hit as specters. Which is a, it's a really good thing that Will's random character generation gave him in that cross because they would be absolutely fucked otherwise. I was literally <laughs> about to say how weak vampires are. Like maybe vampires yeah. are the actual pussies. D and D vampires are brutal. They you know, can be killed by more things than regular old humans can be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like oh, a cross you hate. Fucking the sun you hate. Silver, garlic, silver, garlic. What a Running boring water. life. Running water. Yeah. Come yeah. on. What if I just p- 
piss on a vampire. Is it going to die? Maybe. That's the water is running. <laughs> you need a lot of piss. They need to cross over it, though. <laughs> this one is just immersed. You don't have to actually make it go over. 7-Eleven, get that Slurpee. <laughs> Hang on. Here's how they could have won against a double have, big gulp. They It, it will involve exploding Payton. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but he is made of piss and confidence. Mm. Piss and mud. You would just wring them out like a sponge, though. That's, That's all true. You have Maybe to do. they wouldn't have to explode them. I feel like, though, a lot of the <laughs> vampire lore is like your grandma trying to figure out what you like and don't like. And it's like she never serves you cherry pie because you were like, no, I don't like cherry pie when I'm three. When, you know, and so it's like that feels like a lot of the, the whole vampire stuff. Like someone's grandmother once noticed that a vampire didn't like garlic. And it's like, oh, they all hate garlic now. Use it. Yeah. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say to get the kid into eating more of the thing. So the kid really just didn't want to eat garlic, and then the grandma was like, "You know, vampires will fuck off. Vampires will fuck off. I hate you so much, my grandson." And then the grandson huffs some garlic. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually very specifically in this book that they cannot abide the smell of garlic. It's not even that they're like afraid of eating it; like the smell alone. Oh, so they can just fuck, they can just fucking chomp that shit. But if they with their nose plugged, but as soon as they, it's that they uh, vampires cannot abide by the smell of garlic, the face of a mirror, or the sight of a cross. Yeah, well, mirrors don't kill vampires. No, they just Um, apparently Gary. They just I didn't see myself. So spooky. It says they (laughs) fall back from these if strongly presented, which is just really funny to me. Like strongly presented smell of garlic. (laughs) <laughs> strongly presented <laughs> so they made somebody made some chicken parm it's strongly presented garlic smell and she's like ah, wafted ah. towards the vampire <laughs> oh no there's there's this thing like so I live down in Florida where there's a whole bunch of old people and there's this thing beachside where all the old people are like, you know, if you want to get rid of allergies, eat two cloves of raw Uh, garlic and like a dollop of honey every morning. And so it's like, you'll just go over there and there will just be old people who smell like raw garlic. And it's like, yeah, it's horrendous. And it's like, like am I a vampire? (laughs) I don't go out in the daytime either. So that's true. And he's five foot three. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how vampires are. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just fucking short. <laughs> yeah. A property of the undead class. Very specifically pointed out here. Rather yeah. than lycanthropes. For some reason, it, the book really needed to make the distinction of you, like, thinking that this vampire might be a werewolf. No, I don't know. You can't be both. You have to pick one. Come on. Wasn't well, that like the plot yeah. of a movie? With like, that is, what's that is name? the plot of several movies. Twilight, Van Helsing, Underworld. <laughs> Twi- yeah, Twilight. Oh, that they hate each Underworld. other. I thought you were gonna say that oh, no. someone was a werewolf and then got bit by a vampire. There I was. thought you were saying th- that that was that a plot yeah, point. That, yeah, that's a plot point in Underworld, the first one. The dude becomes a werewolf, and then later in the movie, and he, gets he gets bit, bit by a vampire, and then he turns into a hybrid, which is like supposed to be stronger than the both of them. I watched that movie a lot. That's cool as shit. Because he can be a daywalker. Kind of got cool black skin, and he just kind of looks like himself when he. The only difference is he just like when he goes like into like beast mode or whatever. And he gets like giant wings too. I just recently rewatched all yeah, of the. Underworld he just turns movies. black. He turns entirely black. His eyes go black, and then he gets wings. That's like it. That's and, so. and wait. That's the worst. That's. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a terrible yeah. transition. That's oh, yeah. If you're not controlling ten to a hundred rats or bats, what are you even doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you even doing? That's fucking shitty, bro. <laughs> Scott Speedman. 
you know how cool Twilight would have been if each of them had 10 to 100 <laughs> rats or bats? Like there would just be like a rat circus, which would be amazing. To be Ew. fair, to be fair, he bones down with Kate Beckinsale. So. Oh, okay, never mind. Then I'm back on <laughs> Who's, board. who's yeah, winning exactly. in this argument? <laughs> if I was a werewolf and I got bitten by a vampire, I would immediately turn around and kill that vampire because they just fucked my whole shit over. Uh, well, I, th- hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> it sounded like you got distracted by Kate yeah. Beckinsale. I know you were just thinking, but it was very well timed. Wait. If you were a lycanthrope bit by a vampire, if you were a vampire bit by a lycanthrope, because vampires are way more powerful. I don't care. Being a, being a werewolf just seems like so much more fun. Like, there's so many more cool things I could do as a werewolf, like go outside. Play fetch. Play I mean, fetch. Ron would <laughs> be a. Ass. Oh no! That's like that's like that old joke. You know why a dog licks his balls? Because he can. Pressure. <laughs> is Kate Beckinsale in OD and D? There aren't any women in OD and D. Oh right, uh, I'm sorry. Wait, I I'm gonna roll. Whores. Hold on, hold on. Where's the chart? There was I witches. Roll, I want to roll bets. for Kate Beckinsale. That's. That's AD&D, not OD&D. Yeah, that's oh, fine. I want to roll the chart. One of the very few mentions of women actually comes within the lycanthrope stat-ish block. What? Because they say that there are female adults that will fight <gasps> at triple value for four melee rounds if their children are attacked. Oh, right. Because, of course, the only women can be mothers. Kate Beckinsale mm-hmm. is a tr- typical streetwalker, according to AD&D. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> can, According can to the be... wench table. <laughs> yes. Speaking of uh, hot vampires, I didn't even get to tell you guys about the part where they call men men types in this stat block. Oh, we got fighting men and we got man types. Yeah, you gotta yeah. tell us more. So, is there like accounting man and wimpy man? Well, that's the the vampires. They charm men types merely by looking in their eyes. These vampires. You know that they're men? What What do you gain from looking in their eyes? But that's it. They charm. Their... Oh, charm is ho- both capitalized and underlined. Got it's a it. charm okay. person spell that they get to do. For nothing. I guess at will? Yeah, I think at will. Yeah, man, men yeah. types are the worst. Just by looking into their eyes. So Anthony had been on his game. He might have been having that vampire charm, Henry. But... And yet... And Anthony yet. was not on his game, said the narrator. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't have to fight this vampire. Oh, yeah, no, he be dead. The thing about, they, they fight as specters unless they're being attacked. If they get hit by rays of sunlight, which they weren't going to get. Immersed in running water, which would have been a hard thing to pull off. Or impaled through the heart with a wooden stake, which I believe the twins were capable of. Uh... Well, I mean, I but, guess Henry could have done it, too, since he had, like, the wooden poles, and one of them got snapped, so he kind of used, like, a spear at that point. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was a possibility. Highly unlikely, but... Yeah, other than that, they can only be hit as specters, and specters are monsters that have no corporeal body and makes them totally immune to all normal weaponry, and they take life energy at two levels or something like that, and I honestly don't know what that means, to drain life energy levels. I mean, like, I know what that means narratively. I don't know what that means mechanically. Mechanically, like, what the fuck? Like, Well, I mean, it's either directly takes health or takes max health away. Or it's like poison where they don't say it, so it's just an insta-kill, right? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I mean, if you're taking two life energy levels, it might as well be for these very squishy people. Henry yeah. did try to level up in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry, very optimistically. Anthony, I've gone halfway through this dungeon. Can I level up now, Daddy, please? Please? No. No. Papa? 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 didn't even kill anything. Papa, can I have a level, please? Papa? May I, no, May I, I have another hit point? He persuaded some goblins. Does that count, Papa? What, he befriended goblins? Not an OD&D. Befriend means nothing in this... It just means that they weren't angry at you when they rolled on the, uh, I guess, Fucking the angry feelings chart, table. It was. Yeah. 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 Oh, can I roll on the feelings table? Sure. Oh, what 2D6. do I have to roll? 2d6. Okay, well, I only have a random number, number generator up because I'm too lazy to open like a dice. So six. I got a five and a and one. And a four. Uh, six and four is positive, which means you like me. And a five oh. and a one is uncertain, which means you don't know how you feel. That's true. I don't know yeah, how I Yeah, I don't know how I feel looking at Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see how Kate Beckinsale feels about me. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Five and a three. Eight? I got a, a six favorable uncertain. or uncertain? Uncertain. Uncertain. Mm. I got a six and a three. Six and three is positive. I he's just one of those like magic eight balls right, All right now. Damn. <laughs> Kate likes me. She was married to Michael Sheen. Michael? Yeah. Who also played a vampire. What? Michael yeah, Sheen okay. is in every movie if you just look hard enough. It's oh, yeah. that is very true. He has the range. We need to stop talking about Michael Sheen. All right, all right. Let's end this. Let's let's put a bullet in this horse. Yeah, cock gun. Yeah, yeah. Let's get those silver bullets out and shoot this shit. Yep. Silver bullets wouldn't hurt. They wouldn't hurt so, the vampires. Yeah, I fucking love Agnity. Because you can only hurt the vampire in its a corporeal form. Yes. You can only hurt the vampire with a wooden stake or sunlight or running water. Otherwise, it's a Blade specter. would say otherwise. All right. And moving on to our fandom plug, where we talk about stuff that's not Dungeons and Daddies or OD&D. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about what we've been up to in our sad little uh -huh. lives. Uh-huh. Fuck, dude. <laughs> oh. It's true. He's just calling us on our shit. Jamie, you're first. Always. I, am. I have absolutely nothing. Yeah, you know what it feels like. <laughs> no. All right. So uh, my fandom plug this week is Blaseball, uh, Internet Baseball. I'm at almost B -L -A -S -E. positive you did this. Oh, fuck. I did already we, we do did this. this. Yeah, um, we, we did do this. Because I, yeah, my fandom plug is the 1992 show The Nanny. It's the only thing that offers me comfort in this time. Fair enough. End of list. <laughs> Blaseball, Nanny. Blaseball, The Nanny, Fran Drescher. End of list. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you okay there, Nikki? My fandom plug is, it's a book. First time I've ever said a book. It is the lore book for Cyberpunk 2077 called The World of Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk? <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. That's fucking Anthony, baby. Cyberpunk, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, it's a book telling everything that happened between 2020 and uh, and uh, 2077 leading up to the game. It's just a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of great art. It's a good book. It's really cool. Highly recommended if you can get your hands on it. It's a pain in the ass to get your hands on, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nikki and Jane. What are you guys, what are you guys been doing in your sad little lives? My fandom plug for this week is 
the hit Amazon Prime show, <laughs> Good Omens. <laughs> now, I have not watched I have not watched it in about a year, but I do think about it quite a bit. And in fact, own sunglasses scarily similar to David Tennant's character, whose name is Crowley. Didn't have to take a second to think about nope, that. Definitely didn't. Um, because I think he has good style and I like him. And I, I'm definitely not saying this because I enjoy Michael Sheen. <laughs> um, no, nothing to do with that. Man. Nothing to do with Michael Sheen. Nope. Um, Never has anything to do with really Michael It's a really good show and it's very um, full of homoerotic subtext. Uh, actually, honestly, homoerotic it's text. text. <laughs> yeah, it's it's text. <laughs> Yeah, homoerotic text. The homoerotic texts. Yes. <laughs> Jamie. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, I have I, I'm like coming in like Luke at the top of the episode. I am racking my brain because it's like all I've been trying to do for the past two weeks has been dealing with my children, dealing with e-learning, and trying to get my youngest to fall asleep and get a new fridge. So I'm gonna talk about Princess Bride. Do it. Hell yeah. Hey, there you go. Robin Wright, fucking box. Robin Wright. It has everything. It has has Mandy Patinkin, Andre the Giant. It has sword fighting. It has everything. It has fire. Other things I know about adventure, princess, romance, giant rats. Mm-hmm. Sword? Sword. A sword. I love this. A couple of swords, actually. I love this movie that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> it is infinitely quotable with such gems as Tis but a flesh wound and I have seen that movie. If we're talking if we're saying that movie is this movie, then I've seen this movie. Oh Christ. <laughs> Don't give her an out. <laughs> uh, yeah, what? that's it. Alright, good job. I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out. Morthy music is here. But dang, but dang. This podcast was created and produced by a wet group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Ignity. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Logan. Grab the next podcast in your app of choice or from Nikki.horse. Next episode should drop on September 21st. If you would like to buy our editor a fire extinguisher, consider becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash talking sons. We'd really appreciate it because Nikki wants some french fries. Did Daryl and Ron's mustache kiss in episode 41? No, but we got close.